Hello and welcome back to Political Thought. We're going to be doing a little mini-series on the culture of hatred and specifically the culture of hatred towards immigrants. So today I have Chanel here with me and our first segment is going to be talking about the origins of breeding public hate towards immigrants. So we've seen recently a lot of elections and we've seen a lot of change in power. But what did you find in your research about um, the hatred towards immigrants, if any, before the current politicians are in office? Well, first of all, I've, uh, for the research I've done, I was looking by uh, the articles before um, Trudeau came in office and the ones after he came in office for Canada. And when it comes to Quebec, I've made research, well, before Legault uh, was in office and after he came in office. And from what I found, I can see that when... Like, before Trudeau came in power, Canadians were very much anti-immigrants, especially because the country was ruled by Stephen Harper, who was part of the Conservative Party. And he said himself recently that the Conservatives are putting Canada's future at risk with Im- immigration, uh, misinformation, and that fears of racism, xenophobia, and Islamophobia. So, um, in the article that I found, according to Tamara Lenard, Canada's immigration system was consistently viewed as one of the most welcoming and generous ones in the generous, generous ones in the world. Yeah, Sorry, it had like a Canada has this like international reputation for being welcoming, yeah, and good, and the most nice and the nice country. Exactly, yeah. racism, everything is perfect, everyone is happy, we have no issues, right? Mm-hmm. But when you look deeper into it, you can see that it's not true. <laughs> so, like I was saying. It drastically changed after Stephen Harper came into power back in 2006. So, um, uh, specifically because of the treatment of refugees, what was highlighted, and the need for alism has become more difficult because um, uh, the conservative party that Stephen Harper was a part in and also the majority in um, uh, the government said that the refugees were not, uh, could not be legitimate or not seen as real refugees, and they thought that would be... Um, about refugees for the country, so like it became so bad to the point that healthcare was even denied for them from them, even though it was it's supposed to be a universal human right. Denied from refugees. Mm-hmm. Wow. So like it's very like uh, horrible, and it's literally a violation of human rights. And when it comes to asylum seekers, not only it was very very hard for them to get in there. So um, some of them, so a lot of their families that came in, or just like just people who came in just for work. Uh, couldn't even get into jobs. They were living on the street. They were treated very badly. And even the ones who, like, finally came into the asylum, uh, came, were detained asylum seekers, they were staying there for indefinite, like, uh, amount of times. They were treated very, bad, very badly, like I mentioned uh, earlier. Their rights were violated, and, like, they were treated so horribly that uh, some of them, many of them died. And mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the low- and semi-skilled workers... They're not treated as, like, uh, real uh, real Canadians, so they're basically illegitimate Canadians. When it comes to the what? Uh, when it comes to, like, the low- and semi-skilled workers, mm. sorry. They're, so they're treated as illegitimate Canadians. Is that, despite how it was proven to be harmful to the Canadian economy to, like, deny the citizenship. And um, so to be short, uh, Harper's time in office greatly impacted how Canadians view immigrants, especially the, one, especially the immigrants of color. That comes from like Africa, Asia, mm-hmm. and um, South America. It will not be easy to revisit back sites in support of status quo. Right. Mm-hmm. It's super interesting when you look at the dynamics of who's considered an immigrant. Yes. Because normally, 
if you're European, if you have light skin, if you have a European accent, mm-hmm. then you're not necessarily considered to be an immigrant. Yeah. It's very crazy because um, when you look at like Canada's history, especially uh, with the colonization of the country and genocide against like indigenous Americans, during the time that indigenous people were fighting for their rights, um, white immigrants from Europe were like accepted directly into the country. Meanwhile, indigenous American, uh, indigenous Canadians, sorry, mm. were like still treated as um, second-class citizenship. And still are. Yeah, and still are even today. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, just regarded as second-class citizen, 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 citizens, and are faced by like horrible like structural racism and the communities they're in don't have even don't even have access to like basic like um resources exactly mm-hmm. so in quebec's case though it's kind of different because uh queer who was the prime minister of quebec before the gold king was very pro-immigration even uh uh show us evidence that having immigrants coming into the country was like very good for quebec for the economy also told us that Thousands of jobs were open, like mm-hmm. thanks to the immigrants, and that the Quebec's economy was thriving. He also said that he was very surprised that not a lot of people were opposing the the horrible views that Canadian as racist and xenophobic against these immigrants, and that um, he said it was horrible, and that um, he was like, trying that logo was trying to like big families, and then he was he wants to he wanted to make sure that people would not like be convinced that this is what Quebec is and that no the people who accept me immigrants people were like um accept well just accept anyone that coming to to the country if they like willing to like uh, accept Quebec's values. But it's not as um it's not as easy as that because Quebec also has a big big very like big history of um uh, resistance as you know it's a part of Canada mm-hmm. against other group minority groups and like indigenous Canadian uh, indigenous Canadians. So, does this change when we see Trudeau and Legault coming into power? Uh, yes, it does change. So, uh, there was a survey uh, that was going that was happening last year, and when it comes to Canadians outside of Quebec, so after Trudeau came in power, more than uh, half of them, like specifically sixty percent of like Canadians, have positive views when it comes to the rise of immigration. However, the other forty percent of it have been against it and have strong strong opinions against immigrants. We show that the xenophobia and racism is still going strong in the country in general. However, Albertans and the Canadians outside of Quebec who express the most disdain against immigrants. Albertans. Yeah, Albertans. Mm. Mm-hmm. Especially after what happened with the migrant crisis in twenty fifteen concerning the conflicts in Syria. Even though the data changed from time to time. Most Canadians have positive, positive reactions towards immigrants, refugees in general. So even though there is a like divergence of opinions, overall Canadians accept immigrants. Definitely more than other countries, but still is not great. To be specific, like in Quebec, for example. In Quebec, for instance, right after local came into office, things just a little bit. Well, when it comes to Quebec's situation, one of the main reasons why immigration has always been high is due to the province labor shortage. Therefore, they need people overseas eager to integrate in Quebec society. However, after the goal came into office in late 2018, it changed. The CAC said that they will diminish the amount of immigrants who came here by 20%, even though it is not doable by the law. Uh, a professor of uh, political science in Laval University whose uh, name Thierry Thierry Gerson 
uh, said that politi politicians are confused about what they can or cannot do. The CAC also decided to expel immigrants who failed to learn French in three years because most of them, because according to Le Gaulle, most of them leave uh, the province and the fewer immigrants come, the better integration and retention there will be, even though when you look at that, that's not really a strong argument and there's a lot of flaws into it. So they're saying that the more immigrants come, the more anti-Christian it's going to be? Well, more like anti-Quebec values in right. their, like, uh, in their opinion, which is weird because, like, Immigrants, like, it was shown by, like, experts in studies that immigrants coming to the country help Quebec's um, um, economy mm -hmm. and then they have no problem integrating into uh, Quebec society and, like, adopting Quebec's values. And, like, a lot of people, like, have said that, like, Quebec's being multicultural is a strong for, like, the province and that without immigrants, like, honestly, without immigrants, like, Quebec will not be what it is today. Yeah, completely. Mm -hmm. So, however... According to Giasson, it does not make sense that the best solution will be to invest in better integration uh, programs, programs to help immigrants learn French. Mm -hmm. Legault also does something very important to like note is that even though uh, Legault might not be like Donald Trump, it will be naive to act as if the CAC and the PQ do not attract a certain audience, mm -hmm. especially the anti-immigration one, who is like falls into the right-wing parties, alt-right parties, fascist yeah. Nazi parties. Hell yeah. So he said that they will never say publicly that they do that to bring to bring ill ultra-nationalist or xenophobic or fascist votes to their camp, but these people hear, hear what you say, see what you do, how people react to you, and they vote. Therefore, and they're listening to what the parties are saying right now. And... Um, Another glaring example was that the new uh, uh, prime minister of immigration, whose name is Jolin Barrette, decided to throw out 18,000 skilled worker applications simply because they do not speak French. And most of the like work, most of these applications are from immigrants of color because they mostly speak English, and they're like resigned in Montreal. And like this is where that people work, uh, are working like to better uh, Quebec's economy the most. So this is also will be. This could be used as an example like, of xenophobia and racism as well. Racism and xenophobia can come out in lots of different ways, and sadly, one of the most common ways that comes out is in hate crimes, right? Yes, you're absolutely right. So, um, <clears throat> when it comes to hate crimes, the police reports of Statistic Canada released a um, report that hate crimes in Canada rose in 2017 by 47% in total. Most of these incidents were targeted towards Muslim and Jewish and black population, specifically in Ontario and Quebec. Once again, Quebec like might act like they're very um, accept, uh, accepting of immigrants and that uh, they have no problems with them, but, but numbers never lie. Statistics are real, and it shows mm -hmm. that Quebec has a very big problem with racism, and mm -hmm. they're not like different from like the rest of Canada. <laughs> Quebec, tell me that Islamophobia doesn't exist again. Uh, <laughs> I, the statistics don't lie, <laughs> <laughs> and this shows us that the, the situation might get worse in the future, especially since Logo is in power now. In Quebec, it is reported that there was a 50% increase in hate crimes that was mostly targeted towards Muslim populations. And after the linguistic terrorist attacks at the Islamist Cultural Center, uh, center of Quebec, uh, it continued to peak a month after the tragedy, and in crimes accounted for 26% of Quebec's annual reported accidents, targeting Muslims specifically. Mm 
Mm, so after the mosque shooting, then more Islamophobic acts went up. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, when it comes to other hate crimes against other minority groups, the ones uh, targeting black and West Asian populations went up, uh, went up again. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to like hate crimes against black populations, they account alone for like much of the increase, especially in Ontario and British Columbia, and still remains the most common type of race ethnicity uh, uh, related hate, related hate crime that went to like fifty percent up. Uh, by like the last two years. Mm, wow, that's fu- that's crazy. That's absolutely like extremely like extremely fucked up. Yes. But also, <laughs> which comes to the question that how does the media influences like how people view minority groups? Exactly. So when it comes to like Canadian media, like when you look at Canadian history, Canadian history is based based on col- uh, colonization, on genocide, on slavery, and also uh, there was segregation happening towards the east of Canada. Uh, against against the black population. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, of absolutely, does the media like influences racial stereotypes, racism, and hate crimes against minority groups? That's absolutely for sure. That's part of their their history, especially because nationalism uh, sentiment really grew in Canada after like um, they got inspired by Quebec's nationalist uh, um, movement, mm-hmm. and the rest of Canada decided to like um, partake in it to just create. A, Canadian, a white Canadian identity, especially because racism, structural racism, is based on the like demonization, on the death and brutalization of uh, uh, bodies of color, and to maintain the concept of whiteness. Hundred percent. Therefore, how does media, especially TV, TV shows, or movies, or comics, or books, can? Uh, uh, affect that is basically because well media influences society and society influences media as well so when people are ingrained from like very like since they were very young to a certain perception of what other people who are not white are it's going to like um, trigger something within these people and they're going to act on whatever uh, prejudice or um, what view they have on them and it's also they can, this can also lead to how hate crimes happen. Exactly. If you think that black people or Jewish people or Muslim people or Asian people, especially the ones from the West or South Asia, are then, uh, well, you're surely going to like do something against them because you think in their mind they're not the norm, they're not normal, and that mm. they're dangerous. Right, like sort of how in New Zealand after that horrible shooting, yes, the New Zealand police force was working really hard to get the videos off of the internet because it could spark uh, copycat events. Yes, which it did, which is really unfortunate. But that shows that further exactly. your point. The thing is that white supremacist group, if people may think that oh yeah they like died now or they're scared or they're hiding, but like when they see someone like them being courageous enough, quote-unquote, to do something, I guess, a group that they hate too, they're going to give them courage and they're going to act yeah. on it because white supremacist group always act on their ideals. Like mm. this like this being proven, like the, uh, the statistics have shown that like the uh, hate crimes uh, committed like, by white supremacists goes up and up and up every year. And that, um, yes, white supremacist group act uh, upon their tops and that they're like, literally in danger towards minority groups and media uh, influences Influences the views also validates the views in their like very implicit ways as well. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty safe to say that there is a deep history of hatred towards immigrants in Canada. Yes, like like I said before, it's been documented for years and years. There's been a lot of studies about that. Experts have said that 
science, I'm going to tell you, the media influences society, and society influences the media. Mm-hmm. So, like, it definitely has an agent that's media in the status quo. Since racism is structural, and the concept of whiteness is seen as the norm, it's spread to every accept of society, including, like, Canadian society. So, yeah. That's pretty much it. Yep. Absolutely. Well, this was lovely, and I hope you all learned lots. Tune in for the other segments in our little mini-series on the culture of hatred towards immigrants in particular. Thanks for listening.